What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor. Yeah. Yep, it yep. is the midweek. Um, probably going to be two episodes this week. Yeah, I'm guessing. Because it was a, it was a, it was a quiet news week on uh, on Monday. Yeah, it was, and like yeah. we went through the process of trying to find topics, uh, and we were facing the dilemma of like, okay, do we feel strongly about these topics? Do we want to make an episode where we know that it's not going to be the most exciting or interesting? And we made the the call to to wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess that was just the calm before the storm, lah. Yeah, because uh, there was apparently it turned out there was a parliament sitting on on Monday itself. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. correct, correct. And and, and I a, mean a lot of interesting it, questions. It, it is something that we debate because we want every episode to still be interesting. Um, so so yeah, don't worry. We we always try to find topics to talk about, and if it doesn't, then then we'll just save it for the next one. Yeah, and in case uh, regular listeners are wondering why you're justifying what you're doing on it, it's because. I think we have a lot of new listeners mm. uh, jumping on board today. Why, uh, Terrence? Why? 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 It's because <laughs> why somehow for some reason our our podcast featuring Dr. Daniel Puducherry uh, was highlighted on a little known platform called Wake Up Singapore. Mm. Not not little known. I mean, it's a it's a big platform because uh, they've gotten a few puffmas recently, lah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think specifically when when Harish was talking to Dr. Daniel about clapping for healthcare workers. Mm. And, and and it was uh, that one excerpt la. It was an excerpt on TikTok, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was and an excerpt I, I think on TikTok. They, yeah, it was probably their first interaction for a podcast as well. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, so. I think a lot of people uh, are newly exposed to what Yalabat is about. Mm-hmm. Wondering what uh, the fuck are these two guys talking about? Uh, three times a week? You sure or not? Three times a week? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So so welcome, welcome. If you're listening to us for the first time and. And trying to get a feel of the podcast, mm. um, yeah, and and you'll just carry on getting a feel now, la. Yeah, but what what's uh, I mean, uh, what was the big sell that we do on this podcast, la? Um, I would say we try to to entertain dangerous ideas, which I must give uh, uh props to Terence for coming up with that phrase because that kind of encapsulates a lot of what we try to do in all our content. But for this podcast specifically, we talk about current affairs, hot topics. And we try and look at it from different perspectives, uh, mm. and of course we sprinkle a, a touch of comedy over everything. Yeah, and and yeah, the answers might not always please you, uh, but they might surprise you, and uh, even for us also, it surprises us sometimes. Uh, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. So that's it. Shall we that's jump it, right into it? Jump right into it. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you mentioned the parliamentary sitting that happened on, on the ninth, right? Yeah. Uh, which was this past Monday. And essentially, the first topic, right, is is just building off a discussion that happened, or or more a speech that happened in Parliament by the Defence Minister Eng Eng Han. Eng Eng Han. Eng yeah. Eng. Uh, okay, I always thought it was Eng 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 Han. Han Han, like like. Pok pok pok. No Han. Yeah, so it's Eng 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 Han. Eng Eng Han. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. kind of a tongue twister? Eng Eng Han. Uh, yeah, you say I it five times. Right. Say it five times fast. So you're saying it's not that difficult, yeah. You're saying hin, you're not saying hen. I mean, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter because it's it's just uh the the dialect version. 
uh, anglicized dialect version of his name. Yeah. Okay, so Ng Ng Hen. Uh, he you can say Hin also, you can say Hin, it's fine. It's okay, yeah. Ng Ng Hen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Defense Minister Ng. Minister Ng. Okay, Minister Ng. Um, he, the gist of his, I think it was a 20, like 15 minute uh, speech in parliament was um, basically the belief or the evidence that shows that the societal cost of enlisting women into national service, even for non-military roles, would far outweigh any benefits. Mm, mm. Yeah. But do you know the context of why this was brought up? Uh, I think it was, uh, there was a white paper uh, in March or something that was uh, that was published. Mm. Right? About, yeah, yeah. Uh, the white paper on Singapore's women's, Singapore women's development. Yes, correct. And yeah. was debated in March 2022 uh, yeah. during parliament. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah, and it was quite a comprehensive paper. No? Mm, mm. Have you yeah. read it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I looked at it on the website and I mean, basically, there I, I, I went through it briefly. Um, mm. But basically, it was done after a year-long study um, interviewing, I think, 6,000 people, uh, 160 people of which were men. It was done yep. over a year and they basically came up with 25 action items across uh, five different pillars. So quite comprehensive, yeah. very yep. progressive, very... Um, uh, focused on on women's rights and women's development, So I think it was, mm. it got a lot of uh, good responses and reception. Yeah, I mean, some of the examples. Uh, I think uh, if if you're on social media, you definitely sh- would have read something about it, like elective egg freezing, mm. uh, reducing financial strain on caregivers, and you know, normalizing uh, flexible workplace agreements, uh, things like that. Yeah, equal opportunities in the workplace, um, protection against violence and harm, and mindset shifts. Yep. And that was debated in Parliament in March. And then there was a question from the Miss Carrie Tan from Nisun GRC and Miss mm. Paul Lee San from Sembawang GRC. Yeah. Um, where they basically said, um, they, where they suggested expanding the scope of NS to include care vocations and enlisting both young men and women to these roles. Yep, yep. And That's the belief right. was that it would help to support the community with their caregiving needs, reduce the stress of Singapore's people and workforce, and more critically, um, help care work, the whole definition or industry of care work, be a shared civic responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think right. we have covered this issue like many episodes ago because a, a year ago during the IPS uh, lecture, the executive director of AWARE uh, spoke about you know calling for NS to be more gender neutral and to be expanded beyond just the traditional army, navy, air force, and police, la. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and just just uh just to add on to that, I think uh if you are wondering why are uh, you know two people who have never served in the military, uh you know in a male conscript military talking about national service, uh, uh just a little known a little fact is that police and the MP herself. Yeah. Was a helicopter pilot in the in the Singapore Air Force, and uh, she she I mean she even she flew the Super Puma helicopter for Sembawang Air Base, and was even a search and rescue pilot in the during the Boxing Day oh, tsunami shit, really, in two thousand six. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So I mean she she's done more in her military career than the most most NS men for sure. Oh okay 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 yeah. so so that was the context lah. Right, um, yep. and he spent like fifteen minutes talking about it. The video is on YouTube; you everybody can watch it. But maybe we just go through some of the the gist of what he said. Mm, mm, sure. So essentially, 
Okay, so so I watched the whole thing and and okay, so, so certain certain core pillars lah. Like for, for first yeah. of all, like the the primary reason, the main reason for NS, he said, it must always be for defending Singapore and not to kind of like uh focus on gender equality lah. Because yeah. according to him, it's we don't want to just implement this for the sake of gender equality because mm. there will be repercussions lah. Like any big policy, yeah. there will always yeah. be repercussions. Yeah. And the second one was uh, that the societal cost of conscripting women outweighs benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, basically he gave examples, uh, and I quote, women will be delayed in, in uh, entry into workforce. Uh, it would result in a decline in size of our local workforce, reduction of household incomes. Yeah. Um, and then it will make manpower shortages in other industries worse. Like, and it will be imposed not just on the women, but their families, children, spouses, and society. Yeah. Then the next thing was also the case of Ukraine. So his defense here was that in the case of an existential threat, people of Singapore will come together. Like Ukraine enlisted women, like teenagers, teenagers. Old, old folks. And the same would happen in Singapore, but hopefully we never get there. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one was that the service women in SAF are punching above their own weight. Because mm. I think 8% of the regulars, so 1,600 uh, regulars are women. Yeah. And then yeah, they're doing a lot. Uh. So, so, so with all that, what are your what were your initial thoughts uh, when you read through and and did you watch his speech? Yeah, I watched his speech. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I read uh, the responses from mm. Kerry Tan and uh, Aware as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's this is a topic that I think uh, will will we'll feed Yalabat for a very long time lah. Cause yeah. It's never going to go away, lah. I I think over the decades since NS was introduced, there's always been a discussion on whether women should be conscripted, like in Israel and, and even South Korea and all, right? Yeah. Uh, no, not South Korea. Sorry, just Israel, lah. But um, I think the 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 main thing here, what that I found interesting in this in this debate, lah. I don't know why you say interesting or or kind of sad, lah. Is I think uh, if I were the two MPs who raised the question. I'd be pretty pissed off mm. because uh, their their concerns were me- merely framed as they were framed as this like super liberal leftist gender equality only kind of concerns uh, mm. you know by the answers because mm. uh, the answer I mean Hans answer really just addresses one aspect of of it which is gender equality like, right mm. but I think even you and I we've had that discussion before is that uh, national service in the context of of you know pandemic era and, and healthcare shortages or healthcare workers and, and things like that right mm. uh, is it really all about just military defense uh, right mm. and uh, this is this is the core of what uh, I think well, to, to their credit uh, Keritan and Polisan both are pointing out uh, is that uh, if you talk about enlisting uh, you know women to to maybe not be in the military but to help out in, in more caregiving more healthcare related kind of roles right um, could, could that help alleviate the 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 shortage uh, that we the shortage the shortages we're facing during a national crisis uh, like covid-19 uh, right mm. uh, and to pretend that those shortages didn't exist is is a, a real slap in the face uh, to healthcare workers i find mm. um, that's why i i felt like uh, yeah his argument was really he really just framed it as a oh you all liberal left arts kind of kind of kind of thing uh. and uh, it was just uh, you know uh, wasn't a, wasn't a very fruitful discussion or answering of of their questions uh. mm, mm. Um, 
he he yeah. so so I mean first of all like uh when I was watching the thing my first realization right was that he really sounds like Lee Kuan Yew when he talks you know <laughs> you don't get that like when I was listening no, I was no. like oh shit what what the fuck um yeah you don't get that like certain words he kind of says and his R's and he pronounces you didn't get that right? no no I didn't, I didn't not at all I thought maybe just like from that generation like a lot of a lot of them carry with them the British English or or whatnot lah. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, yeah. You, you could be looking at a, a trait of older of older folks. Uh, that mm. to them, it, what it meant to be, to speak good English was to speak like Queen's English, you know. So then like, yeah. in 40 years, like, the people looking back at us, what what do you think our definition, our definition of speaking good English would be? Uh? Uh, just, just using... Amulet! Proper, proper, proper grammar. <laughs> proper grammar. That's what they think, uh. Or they're so snooty to use proper grammar and all that. Proper grammar, proper I'll grammar. Try to use proper grammar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I say, I, I, I say, I've, I've come, I've come to, I've come to terms with the Singapore accent already, lah. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's not the sexiest in the world, but it's unique. It's very unique. Yeah. And and we should embrace it for what we it is, lah. We should and, embrace it. Yeah. And you just need to enunciate and speak a little bit slower, mm. and people will around the world will understand what you're saying. You know, they might not like how you're saying it, but that's. A matter of exposure, like you know, yeah. exposure breeds liking, so it's it's not it's not difficult, la. So, but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, we we hear people speak more candidly like that. But la. maybe in future, everybody around the world with all this globalization and stuff has a very neutral, vanilla accent, and then when they listen to people from forty years ago, they're like, oh shit, he's that old, because but, we but all speak different, la. But everybody has an accent. That's the. No, but in the, future, I don't know. Thing, maybe yeah. we're all. We're, I don't know whether there's been any studies to to show whether we're all kind of converging on a more neutral accent. La. I don't know. I see, there's no such thing as a... I don't know what neutral accent is. Like, a, like has, a mishmash. A like, a, like a mishmash. Then, you know, then, if, yeah, that's, a, that's an accent in itself already. La, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so is a neutral accent yeah. is still an accent. Right? Okay, a, 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 a combined then, accent. But neutral to what okay, scale? Wrong word. No, my wrong point word is neutral. that there's no scale to it. Okay, to a, combined, yeah. okay a combined yeah. accent. A mishmash accent. Mish-mash possible, possible. Accent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have heard those, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's what they yeah, say. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> correct. Back to guys. Uh, this is yeah. Usually our podcast is very focused on uh, we, we we talk about things and no we never we never go off tangent. Like Terence, that. own the tangential <laughs> discussions, man. Let's own it. Okay, you come to our podcast, you listen to us as we speak. Okay, but please yeah. stay and follow and subscribe and share with your friends. Yes. So yes, back to uh, Minister Ng's statement. Like when I first saw the the one overarching title, you know, like the. Cost of enlisting women into NS uh, outweighs the benefits. To me, I was like, okay lah, let's see what he has to say lah. Because I could, I could imagine certain uh, points there that would would make sense, um, and yeah. not because yeah. it's tied to a certain gender or something. It's just that for fifty five years we've had just like all the men. If we yeah. immediately just say all women go in, also there will be repercussions lah. Um, correct. correct. How much it outweighs, whether it outweighs or not the 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 cost versus benefit, that's a whole different thing. But then the more I listened to him, the more I really thought it was like like what you say, like it was very focused on a few things that kind of were 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 I wouldn't say contradictory, but mm. it felt like the arguments were not that strong and not convincing uh. because generally he was saying that you know there's a great cost to uh, women entering the the NS and there will be a societal cost and all 
then in some way it is kind of okay acknowledging that there is a there is a cost for males to bear entering NS. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just because we've been doing it for 55 years doesn't mean that the cost is so ingrained that it's almost part of our life that oh it's it's a sunk cost almost. Whereas for women it'll be an additional cost. For men it's like ah fuck it it's sunk cost. Our entire society ecosystem has been has evolved to take into account that men will have two years of their life in NS lah. Yeah. And yeah. and that's when I felt the more he said you know there's a great cost and like it would impact the children the families the spouses. Uh, yeah, the same could be said for men. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you you see, uh, you see that a lot, right? Everyone saying, literally, you take the word "woman" and you replace it with "men" in his argument, right? Yeah. His argument, in fact, would be more about, oh, should we be conscripting civilians into our army? That is the question that he would be answering with yeah. his answer, right? Yeah. As opposed to whether we should be conscripting women. Yeah, correct. Uh, it's, it's actually it's actually more about regulars versus versus conscript. It's, it's like so you know last time you study for exam you study all so much one topic whatever question that comes out right you will find your way to to just squeeze whatever you studied into into that answer la. and yeah. it felt like this was the case like it felt yeah like what you say it felt like the question was a different question that he was answering to because this also comes with a big assumption that okay you are going to keep the all the men enlisting and their roles as status quo and the women are going to come full force into it and do the exact same things. But yeah. that's why I'm glad uh, that Car- Carrie Tan um, clarified that it wasn't just about gender new uh, neutrality and gender yeah. equality, right? Yeah. She talked about how um, the cracks in social cohesion are posing increased danger, um, the care vocations. So it's not so much... Not the fact that they're gonna women are gonna come in and do military like our girls go army or something. It's just yeah. they come in and it's kind of like an extension of industries where that tend to be female dominated already. Um and having men contribute to that and for women who can contribute to the male dominated vocations of military and all, yeah, just more of that. So yeah. So actually it's funny you you brought it up. Maybe Maybe Argos Go Army was a case study yeah, that, he, that he referred to <laughs> that he referred to before making his speech. Yeah, he's like, look at how much uh, the cost is being incurred by these women. We cannot, you know. In this fictionalized yeah. future where women have to have to go into national service. Yeah. yeah, because literally, like, uh, I haven't seen the movie, but I was reading an article by Bloomberg about it and it, is the context of the movie the fact that there's a crunch so severe that women must do national service? Yeah. That's the that's the that's the context, uh. Yeah, yeah, in the in the future, where yeah, and all that, uh. It's oh, a shit. fictionalized oh. future, yeah. Jack New, Jack New is Singapore's futurist, uh. He is, uh, He's a visionary. He's a visionary. Yes, <laughs> yes. But but uh, actually, you you yeah, you raise a good point. Uh, in in essence, his his argument just lacks any nuance, uh, mm. right? It's it's like this ex- these extremes of like, okay, now that we have everything and it's working and it's not too bad, really, right? Uh, you know, whoa, if you start like to, if all women have to suddenly come in, then our workforce will take this big hit and, you know, it's everything's going to fall apart. You know, society cannot take it. And uh, yeah, you know, we haven't come to the point where we need that that issue. Here. But yeah, you know, if, if we cannot attack by by Russia, like, you know, like how Ukraine cannot attack, then I'm sure, I'm sure everybody will sign up to go army. <laughs> so I'm like, well, he keeps vacillating between these crazy extremes that, I mean, realistically, you know, I think the the Ukraine thing was a big wake up call for everyone, lah. Mm. 
Yeah. That that uh yeah we, we you know conscription is necessary uh because you know when defending small countries you can't rely on larger countries to come to your aid lah right when shit hits the fan. Yeah. That's fine, but I think uh, there can be a lot more nuance in the debate. Like even on even you know don't even say Reddit lah even the cesspools of Facebook and Instagram. I was seeing people just say no they're not talking about uh conscripting women. They're talking about re-examining you know things like uh. Why are conscripts paid so little? You know, compared mm. to compared to their peers who are you know pursuing their careers and all that already. Why do we treat conscripts like that? And then uh, there's other arguments about how about you know we when we don't expect women to do uh, one year and eight months, they can come in and do four months. You know, learn basic first aid, learn basic how to use a rifle. Because when shit hits the fan, that's that's literally what's happening in Ukraine, right? Like rifles are being handed to civilians to defend themselves, right? Yeah. So so that's not a bad thing either. Even. Yeah, like basic first aid and things like that. That's all very important. CPR, all these things. That that can be covered in a what three four month course, a volunteer course. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then and then even other things like just you reduce the the length of national service for men lah. Mm. And and maybe maybe you incorporate a, you know women into it somehow. So such that everyone does a reduced national service because we have a bit more manpower, right? Yeah. And then because like Ernie Hint said, now we can rely on technology a lot more. Uh yeah we we shouldn't be so reliant on on, on manpower so yeah I, I I agree with you that that there's this notion of like you know we already been, the men have been sucking it up for generations already so let's just continue sucking it up compared to having to re-examine how things how things have changed since fifty years ago like, right yeah and I mean the more we talk about it the more it feels like wow his argument really like damn weak because you know you brought an example of Ukraine right. That is mm. such a fucked up example to bring up. Mm. Like, he makes it seem like, oh, yeah, you know, if, like in those situations, the women took up arms. The, the, there was even a report, and this is what he said, there was even a report published in Reuters of a 79-year-old woman, uh, Ukrainian woman who was filmed at the training ground handling a Kalashnikov assault rifle. Like, Hezo, it was like, she was debating between, oh, uh, okay, choosing to do this or, you know, staying at home. I'm like, yo, man, Ukraine people are fighting for their lives. Mm. You can say the biggest, I don't know, like leftist, rightist, and all. If it comes down to protecting your life or your loved ones, and you might have to do something that you disagree with, you probably will when your life is at stake. So mm. for him to say that, I felt like, why are you using such an a ridiculous, extreme examples where, um, like people's whole way of perception of life is all thrown out of the window? You're doing stuff to survive. Mm. So then, then why have men in the NS also? When push comes to shove, yeah, we'll take up a rifle, we'll learn. Like, yeah. fuck, man. That kind of example, it really feels like you're, you're cherry-picking. Um, who knows? Maybe if you ask the Ukrainian people, would you prefer if you had conscription given that the country is in such a, a tense, uh, has a history of tensions, maybe they would say, yeah, we should have enlisted females from way back. But yeah, yeah. of course, he didn't consider that. La. So you use that as an example. You're like, eh, hey, one Then the other thing also, um, I think he did say that uh, because there was a case, there was announcements that the pool of national servicemen in Singapore is decreasing, mm. right? Um, and his response was that, yeah, but uh, that's where technology comes in, la, you know, and now we can do more with less people. But then yeah. I'm like, okay, defense ultimately is to defend against other countries. For other countries, it's probably the same, right? Yeah, they can do more with less people, people as well. But if they have overall people, that means they can still do more than us. It's not mm. it's not a finite thing, right? It's not like, oh, five requirements that the defense force is required. 
if one person can do everything, we are safe. No, because if we can, other countries also can. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, wow, these arguments really like it's who is he talking to? And how does this yeah. make sense? Yeah. But okay, so we've we've talked about all that already, right? Yeah. But on the flip side of things, like, right? Uh. Um there is I mean, especially now that I, you know, have my own kid and I've I've watched, you know, how the kid has grown up and, and who he's attached to and why he's attached to. And uh probably unlike most uh dads of generations past uh you know dads of my generation have a, had a lot more time at home mm. with the child and everything la. um that's it there, there is a you know like the um i have to tread this ground very carefully eh? mm. there, there there are some uh real f- family roles that women play that um will be very severely impacted by women you know let's say women enlisting for national service even for a year right even for mm, a year mm. you know and, and delaying things like family and things like that as well right because mm. the biological rule is that you know if you the later you give birth the high risk and everything high risk not just the child but even to the the woman herself and things like that mm, mm, mm. so singapore does have an aging population and we're trying to turn that around and all these things so you could argue that 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 is a very big societal cost la, right that is not there's not reflected in a lot of the discussions about it lah. Mm. That um, you know the 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 delay in in sort of just starting your life outside of national service is is uh it has further repercussions than for a man lah. Because the truth is, a man uh if he wants to have a family, even when he's much older, he can still get married and have a family lah. Right? Mm. It's not so dependent on his his biological makeup lah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean that that's a very uh, heterosexual, uh, uh, patriarchal way of looking at it, also. Mm. But but there are just some fundamental truths about uh, taking care of a child or having a, uh, you know, can a man take care of a of a screaming screaming baby as well as a as the mother la, You know, that's the question la, Right. Mm-hmm. I so think that, that begs that's why up. it's such a I I you know it's very hard for me to also say that oh there's a slam dunk and. And, and and there's zero there's uh yeah this guy is just uh, you know just trying to maintain status quo and not thinking about larger society and all that lah yeah yeah so I mean I think that's why uh when I read the title I actually thought okay lah let's see what he has to say because it, honestly I don't have a kid uh I but I can imagine that I'm not gonna say that oh women and men are are equal. In every way, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, and I know it's a very like minefield littered uh, thing, but there are differences, lah. So if he was going to quantify that, I think that'll be that'll be helpful, lah. But I think yeah. feels like what people are pissed off is like he's coming up with these reasons, or his party is coming up with these reasons that's kind of skirting maybe what the real reason is. Mm. Uh, like what you said, lah. You know, like I mean, our birth rate is declining. Um, yeah. The women's role in a household, bringing up uh, the kid, it's different from men. Not to say one is bigger than the other, but mm. then confront that, lah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now it feels like it's like yeah, he never do homework, or then he come up with all this alternative essay and answers. And they said you are you are all you're asking for is gender equality, but you never think about the other things. But they did yeah, think yeah, of the other why, things. That's so that's why I feel quite bad for them as as new. MPs, you know, like I think we asked Dr. Janio, like how how 
how do new MPs get ready for their time in the in the limelight, right? Do they get yeah. do they get like you know coaching or school or anything like that, lah? And uh, uh, probably not, lah. And then you know they they get burnt here, basically yeah. by by a more senior member of parliament or so, lah. But then uh, burnt also because of maybe his political weight and as opposed to correct. his arguments, lah. Correct, um, correct, correct, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, did you see the like uh, the ever ever ready to poke uh, Leong Man Wai asking the question also? Did oh, is it? I, I didn't I didn't see the Leong Man Wai <laughs> side. Yeah. So, so he asked a question. Everyone should watch this video. It's a video online. So basically, he came up and he kind of said, um, "Is the he said he uh, agreed with what uh, Minister Ng was saying, but." He said, and I quote, is the sharing of the burden of the defense of our country now being reviewed in view of the fact that we have a rising population, but we continue to have a declining number of male enlistees. So is there a review being done as to how we can ensure that the sharing of the burden of this defense in the country is being done properly? So then Minister Ng came up and he said, can the, can he, can uh, Mr. Leong clarify who is he referring to? And then Mr. Leong Manwai again said, must be shared by all citizens of the country. That's why we are talking about the role of what women can play. And I mean, okay, maybe not the most eloquent way of asking, but the yeah. way Minister Ng responded, right? He said, I have spent um, 15 minutes talking about uh, how SAF is coping. So it's either Mr. Leung doesn't believe me or he thinks that the SAF is not credible and therefore the rest of his questions are not germane. Mm. Like it was that kind of like, first of all, I didn't fucking know what the hell germane means. I had to Google it. Mm. Um, and basically it's like yeah not relevant to the conversation but it just felt like why you have to take such a condescending stance to that like uh, and that's why I respect Leong Man Wai no? sometimes mm. he asks the question also I listen I'm like what are you saying but the fact that he asked this and Minister Ng just brushed off as like oh here's here's the same guy who never knows what he's talking about just asking another stupid question that is annoying la. yeah that's a more of a uh, not attacking the question, but more the person behind the question, lah, right? Yeah, and you watch the video, it just feels like, oh my god, it's one and the same, lah. Like the, it feels like a similar argument that's been happening over and over again. And yeah. props to Leong Man Wai for continuing to just be ever ready to ask these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the the, I guess the where he he's yeah, like, he's basically brought up what we were talking about, lah, right? The larger societal impact of of uh, of of you know also having uh yeah like the declining birth rates and all that yeah. and how that affects recruitment in SAF because it, it actually the, on the flip side you think about it right and this was something that I think was also one of the follow up questions from either Polisan or, or Karitan was that uh what was being done to ensure that there's that female leadership in the SAF is also uh. It's also uh, it's also proportionally reflected lah, right, mm, in the senior mm. rankings. Because yeah. I think is it goes somewhere like there's like, like what you mentioned, eight percent of the SCF regulars are women, mm. but only five percent are of senior leadership uh, ranks and, and above lah. Mm. It means like I think like the master warrant officer and and, and, mm. and all that above lah. So it kind of it kind of says that yeah lah. Uh, women are not proportionally represented and in senior ranks uh, within the military, lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, so I, uh, adding on to that, I would say also that because of the lack of uh, of conscription for for women as well, mm. uh, that yeah, like SAF does not it's not able to pick that widely from the talent pool of Singaporeans. Uh. they only only get 
testosterone-driven men, you know, to, to choose from uh, <laughs> amongst conscripts uh, for leaders, uh, right? Eh, hey, don't like that lah. <laughs> no, I mean, mean, the, yeah. mean leader, you must be like fucking like your balls damn big, like everything. No <laughs> lah, not all leaders yeah. like that. Yeah, like, of course, of course, I'm, 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 I'm uh, <laughs> car- caricaturing the whole uh, military leadership kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, we talk about diversity in organizations and all that yeah. today, right? Yeah. Diversity of thought, diversity of... Uh, I mean, diversity because at the end of the day, the world is split 50-50 like, between men and women, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of need to reflect that uh, in all, all the organizations that we're in also, like, as much as we can, like, right? Yeah, as much as we can. Like. I yeah, think, so. yeah. I think also like, isn't it that saying what equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome or something? Correct, yeah, correct, correct, yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, for women, maybe there's some great military minds that are, uh, you know, they're not discovered or they're not even given a chance to be discovered because, uh, yeah, the military is, is, is seen as such a, uh, it's such an unwelcome place for women, like, you know, that, that even the our defense ministers, I like, know we don't want women to be, to be conscripted even for I mean, free in the if, army. If my limited experience into the inner workings of uh, women and how they can... Uh, think about relationships and strategy. Not deal with fucking good military strategists, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. negotiating, <laughs> negotiating, and, and, and uh, incentivizing and, and everything. Right? Yeah, they'll be amazing. <coughs> like just pushing you into a corner where you just be like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. They are the masters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The masters. So, correct, so correct. who knows? Uh, maybe that'll be the army of the future. Correct, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why it's. Interesting, like interesting. I think interesting. Uh, maybe maybe the first step would be: would we ever have a, you know, don't say prime minister lah, but a female defense, defense minister? minister. Uh, uh, I think question. I think confirm will happen. Uh. confirm will happen at some point. I mean, let's let's let's. I'll, 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 I want to in see our happen, lifetime. Uh. In our lifetime, uh, yeah. my lifetime, uh, yeah, in our lifetime. But yeah lah. So so not cool. not. I think uh, overall our discussion is not a. Knock against national service or or anything, but we've really been analyzing his response and feeling that it's it's been in, it's inadequate lah. And it's not that he doesn't have other points that he can bring up, but he chose to focus on this very narrow point that oh yeah la, He also caricaturized Keritan and and Polisan's arguments also la, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean uh, to note, uh, Polisan and Keritan are both from the PAP, yeah. So it's not just yeah, opposition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. um, speaking out, and, and, so. yeah. And Polisan was a super puma pilot in the SAF. Super uh, puma pilot. Uh, yeah, just letting you know. Uh, cool. But yes, mm. but also then we, I mean, from uh, talking about uh, le- crazy leftists with their liberal, uh, the liberal ideologies, we now go into the into the mind of uh, someone who is. Who is seen as the the he? I mean, he he might be the most terrorizing figure for for leftists right now, right? Apparently, is it? Uh, oh, e- so Elon Musk. Saying, to yeah. Elon Musk, because of the yeah. power that he wields right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. correct, correct, yes. correct. And so, what is this? What is this issue that has has him in the news? Um. So it is that Elon Musk. Uh. Now that he has clinched a deal to acquire Twitter says he would reverse the Twitter ban on Donald Trump. Mm. Mm. Because there is a ban, I think, across most social media platforms uh, yeah. or on Donald Trump. And yeah, so 
So that has kind of erupted lah on uh, discussions mm. all over the place. Mm. And yeah, so I mean, right now you get people on on both sides lah. Now it's almost anything Elon Musk tweets, right? It's yeah, he owns the damn thing lah. He owns the damn thing, uh, Twitter. But yeah, so so that's where it's at lah. I mean, yeah. just to be to clarify, the Trump's account was banned officially on January eighth, twenty twenty one. That was just right after the, you remember that 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 uh, the storming of the Capitol. Yeah, and, uh, which a lot of people were blaming Trump for inciting uh, by you know telling people to march to the Capitol and then trying to get them to say that you know the election was stolen and everything. So I think Twitter took the first step of 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 banning him lah, and at that point Trump was on his way out already lah, right? So mm. it was a uh, people saw it as a it was we happened it will happen sooner or later. They saw that Trump was too dangerous basically. Uh, they were saying that Trump was uh, because of his his propensity to to incite um uh, you know uh violence against uh, his opponents. He was too dangerous. He was deemed too dangerous to to have a Twitter account. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean the question came up um, when uh, what you would call it? You do it was during a remote interview done with the Financial Times, lah. Yeah, and and it was at the future of the car conference, but yeah, as you can tell, people are more interested in what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. Yeah, so the the question, his response, and I quote, was that I don't own Twitter yet. So this about about whether he will re- remove the ban on uh, Donald Trump, like I said, I don't own Twitter yet. So this is not like a thing that will definitely happen. Mm. Uh, I guess the answer is that I I would reverse the perma ban, mm. um, and basically. He, I think his stance, uh, which he said he spoke to Jack Dorsey, the the founder of Twitter, is that yeah, the permabans should not exist except for bots and spam mm. So I think people are worried. I mean, people have been kind of chatting about what Elon Musk own, owning Twitter would mean for free speech and all that because there's been a lot of talk by Elon Musk himself about how Twitter is one of the few platforms left that is perfect for free speech lah. And that the whole editorial clamping down on things that are not right, that things are not free speech, is a bad thing. And that was one of the motivations for him to buy Twitter, lah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. his his opinion is that uh, it, the ban on Trump alienated a large part of the country and did not result in Donald Trump not having a voice, and that is worse than now he might have his own app, lah. Correct, like Truth Social, right? That's his, yeah. That's Donald Trump's like own platform. Yeah, but but basically the context is that he he guesses he would reverse lah. Like all mm. the titles are like Elon Musk will remove the Trump ban. Yeah. So so yeah, everything. In fact, everything that we are reading about it now is still pending whether Elon Musk can actually pull off the the Twitter acquisition lah, right? Mm-mm-mm. Whether he can raise the capital, whether it'll be approved and and things like that lah. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So so what made you wanna Want to talk about this? I mean, okay, like I wasn't the most excited about this, admittedly, mm. Mm. but it's still it's still interesting, lah. But what made you want to talk about it? Lah? I mean, it's interesting because we, yeah, you know, we live in a time where the internet has, in the last twenty years, made you know, uh, made a, a whole new class of billionaires, lah, right? Built on built on like uh tech platforms and everything, 
Mm. So you could argue that they built the platforms, they know it best, they know what's best, how best it should be run. Uh, but at the same time, in the last five to ten years, we've also discovered that that sometimes um, these tech platforms they also don't necessarily do things in the interest of what's best for humanity. Also, lah, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, we're watching this billionaire who you know has been idolized as as really helping helping move humanity forward. Whether it was uh, spe- you know going to uh, whether it was building electric vehicles, whether it was uh, commercializing electric vehicles, whether it was uh, you know going back to space, right? Finding new grounds for humans in space. Now he's set his eyes on a very, it's a very um, what, what do you call it? A very uh, a very gr- on the ground endeavor, la, right? Mm, Which is something mm. that everyone interacts with almost on a daily basis, Twitter, and saying that somehow Twitter can be a way to also improve humanity, lah. Right, mm, mm. Uh, but his way seems to yeah la, seems to rub a lot of people the wrong way, which is would be to unban, uh, or not not give permanent bans to to uh, you know people, whether right wingers or what that that disagree a lot with uh, the larger population even about about what's right what's wrong so la, right yeah 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 so um I mean you, you typically. When you and you and I were younger and all that, a lot of these uh, billionaires probably they're they're a lot more elusive, a lot more uh, uh, media shy, or they, they they let the money do the talking in terms of the acquisitions and all that, like, right? Mm. But this is Elon Musk literally uh, t- <coughs> telling us <coughs> telling us uh, humans what is what is what what is best for our media consumption and so la. But so, in fact, I mean, in some way, he's doing the converse, <coughs> right? He's saying Sorry, you. He's doing the converse, right? He's saying the platform shouldn't be telling people what to consume. Mm. Right. Correct, so, correct. Yeah. yeah and, and he's exercising... The thing about him is that he's exercising uh, his... Uh, yeah, the fact that he's got a lot of money mm. to, 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 bend, to bend the platform to his will, right? Yeah, yeah. Compared to all of, uh, the rest of us uh, peons, we, all, we don't really have that power to do so, right? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite memes was someone tweeted, um, Elon Musk just bought Twitter for $44 billion on Twitter. Fucking hell, I got it free on the App Store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just imagine like 30, 40 years ago, like, can you think of any, you know, like, what if like, Warren Buffett, you know, buys like a, uh, the New York Times and and, and, and tells and says that, oh New York Times should not be doing this should not be doing that, you know it's yeah. it's inconceivable that it would happen that way like, Of course, we got Rupert Murdoch, you know, buying buying uh Wall Street Journal and all that. But but at the same time, the if if there's anything going on, it's usually kept under the surface, like, Right? No one like no one talks about Rupert Murdoch and the and the editorial reach he has uh, over the the Wall Street Journal and all that as well, like, Right? Yeah, yeah, correct, uh, but correct. you know we hear of things behind the scenes, so we don't actually hear in public. But this is literally the billionaire coming out and say, "Oh, Twitter should be run like this. You should do that." And you know, the whole process of him uh, chasing after Twitter has almost been like this, this billionaire's game, like, right? But then, yeah. So, but the, but the thing about like, uh, I mean, there are already articles coming out about why he cannot unban uh, Trump and all. And there's an article by Quartz. Basically, the defense for banning or perma bans is that the statistics have shown that it does result in reducing misinformation. Mm. So, 
So that's where I mean that 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 becomes a, a tricky debate like because on one hand Elon Musk like what you say as a billionaire like wanting to drive the platform in a way that he thinks is best for us where free speech and you where you delete tweets that are bad but you don't ban people like. mm. apparently like a research firm called Signal Labs is it the the week following Trump's expulsion saw misinformation about the election plummet by 73% And also for polarizing individuals like Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, um, they when they were banned on social media, conversations about them fell on those platforms, lah. So I yeah. guess then it becomes like almost a philosophical choice, lah. And yeah. and for you, like let's say, let's say, let's just say, if you uh, own Twitter, would you enforce that sort of editorial ban? Because we've been creating content online across multiple platforms for fucking eleven years. Mm-hmm. And and I think our perspectives would be from more of the creator perspective, lah. But what do you yeah. think, ah? Um, I mean, uh, I, Elon Musk, I think, yeah, lah. He's a he's a very brilliant uh, entrepreneur mm. and, and tech tech CEO and everything, mm. lah. Right, and, yeah. and everything that he he's you know self 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 made uh, billionaire and everything, lah. You know, and, and he has changed humanity in in many ways. Mm. Whether through Tesla or SpaceX, and then maybe now through through Twitter, but um, but but yeah, it's, I I think when you're dealing with uh, I I think as we've spoken about this before, we're we're still only scratching the surface of the impact of social media on on the on the human psyche, like, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, the 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 idea that that humans should be able to regulate and be able to tell between what's real and what's fake and all that. Uh, maybe Elon Musk is is overstretching uh, his belief in 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 uh, humanity a little bit here. Mm. He thinks that you know these platforms uh, should still allow all these accounts to exist, but then maybe they should just do a better job at taking down the fake news and the bots and all that. But even then, even all taking down the fake news and the bots, all that ultimately still needs to be approved by a human or so, right? Mm. Uh, I don't think there's one algorithm that can 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 stay constantly up to date about what's going on with regards to fake news and also I don't know man maybe maybe this is a, the, the point where we see Elon Musk sort of overstretching his his uh, placing too much faith in his his uh, uh, his own abilities to, to to use technology to change shape human behaviour hmm yeah so yeah so I think maybe the younger me would have been like oh free speech is the best you know like people should be Able to discern right from wrong, and and the the problem can only be solved through education and all that. But I don't know, man. The the older I get, I realize like, yeah lah, You can be you no matter how much you you study, you read up, you consume. Everybody is uh susceptible to fake shit lah. And as a fake shit mm. gets more real, it's hard, man. Yeah. So that's where like for for platforms to be totally um. No rules or like very as few rules as possible. Oh, that one is fucking tough, man. Then then they better put in a lot of enforcement into people who do the team deem that uh, certain tweets are bad, like because that's something Elon Musk said. If a tweet is bad, if yeah. it's hateful, if it's racist, you know, it should be taken off. But people shouldn't be taken off. Yeah. So 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 I mean, even the example that we brought up during our during our you know that that trap talking conference that we're doing, where the 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 Alvin Tan the minister came in, he was the I think he was at Facebook at the point of time when the remember when those uh those ghastly videos of a shooter 
mm. like going around a mosque shooting people. Mm. And that was being live, literally live streamed on Facebook. And uh, copies of that live stream were being uploaded, at, I don't know, 10 a minute or something like that. Yeah. All over Facebook, all over social media. And I mean, he, even for someone like who's who's a deci- big decision maker in Facebook or that, they, they, they're relying on humans to spot all these all these uh, videos and 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 then uh, physically taking them down like, right mm, mm, uh, so, so yeah so ultimately like, even the algorithm can't immediately can't move as fast and tell you oh this this content shouldn't be here you know it still needs a human to look at it and humans are prone to error or, or subjectivity and all that as well like. yeah so it's a bit I would say it's, I mean, maybe Musk is thinking way way too ahead of his time like, right of of a, of a society that is able to self-regulate and able to stay objective in, in in light of a barrage of fake news being fed to them and all that lah. But then I guess maybe that's what's scary because it's Elon Musk lah, and as much as you shit on him, right? Um, he is one person who has done so much shit, right? That if he believes in something, maybe maybe he knows because a few episodes ago, one, my one shock thing was the Dale two, which is an AI. Yeah. Uh, uh, algorithm that can create fucking realistic images out of just text. Um, mm-hmm. Guess and it's done uh, created by OpenAI la. Guess who's yeah. one of the founders of OpenAI? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. So so maybe in his mind he's like, yeah, we are not gonna need humans to moderate shit. Trust me. Okay. I have like five different companies working on this in the background. We're gonna be fine. It's just he can't disclose it now la. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's fucking crazy how influential it is. You know, like uh, he was in Indonesia recently, and he met the the guy, the founder of of um like an F- FMCG company that makes you know those Kopiko coffee sweets. Yep, yep, yep. And they um, got so, him to try it, right? Yeah, they got him to try it. He just tried it. Like, oh, not bad. Thumbs up. Boom! The stock price of the company that makes those sweets went up by seven point five percent. What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know how many Kopikos I've eaten in my life, and. Yeah. It has never impacted anyone outside of the people who I speak to after that because of my wonderful mm. coffee breath. Yeah. But yeah. So so Elon Musk saying or like changing stuff. I think maybe that's why people are getting super scared because I mean it's Elon Musk. La. If it was like who's another billionaire where when you listen, if it's like Warren Buffet getting it. Uh, yeah. It's like um Kellogg. Yeah. No, right. I mean yeah, that's the thing about the tech CEOs, la. Jeff Bezos. Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. Uh, if any of them said what Elon Musk said, lah, right? Yeah. Then you you know that there's probably like millions, if not billions, of R and D going into yeah. solving this problem right now, lah. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a uh, fucking like so that's why it's interesting. Like you know, Twitter was always oh the dying social media platform and all. So in some way, it's it's interesting that now they are thrust into like oh shit, this is probably going to be the most nimble. Uh, and and the new social media platform is becoming the cool kid again, la. Yeah, among yeah. certain crowds, la, I guess. Yeah, but uh, this I I guess it's an interesting interesting thing, la. Like where yeah where, I guess for individuals to sort of ask yourself the, the same question you asked me mm. is where do you stand on on unbanning platforms like Alex Jones, Donald Trump, and all that 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 you know will peddle some sort of fake news, some sort of. Exaggerate like gross exaggerations and, and things like that lah. Mm. But where where do you where do you draw the line and say okay this is not allowed that is allowed lah, mm. right? Mm. Like I yep. think for Trump, uh, you that that it was it was widely accepted back then that it was like okay he needs to be banned because 
uh, yeah, the 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 I mean, just the shock of the capital, the riots at the capital, and the fact that Trump was already on the way out, so he should just get the fuck out of our lives, uh, right? Yeah. So so I don't think you heard as much noise about it as as like a year later, and then people are sort of thinking about the role of social media in their lives and all that again. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, interesting, interesting. If this was your GP, your GP question, uh, for your GP paper. Uh, well, wow, good luck. It's a tough and one. Just, just don't do a minister. You know, like, go <laughs> yeah. so one direction. We'll go yeah. any new questions come out. You're like, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. This is this is what I've been studying for the past two months. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to answer this and squeeze my circular answer into whatever square hole is there. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. yeah. We're not, we're not criticizing uh, the politician. We're, we're saying, uh, we're trying to just try to help you get an A for your GP. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. cool. All right. Cool, cool. Okay. Awesome. Uh, shall we do the one show comment of the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's a uh, we have a uh, uh, a lot of interesting comments lah recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the the most interesting one uh, is is someone's asking. Um, <laughs> Uh, this post that just came out about 10 hours ago I don't know if you're seeing it already yeah uh, I'm seeing the it the headline <laughs> is yellow but in decline <laughs> uh, ever since the reopening our favourite podcast has turned from thrice weekly to now maybe once a week <laughs> granted it's not easy to keep a podcast going and to monetize it but I just want to thank the team for keeping us through keeping us going throughout the pandemic it's sad but under, understandable that all good things have come to me and cheers <laughs> uh, so uh, before we even reply anything I just want to shout out to, to the you know quite a lot of responses above, uh, where responses already lah right yeah. saying that, uh, some people are saying that we're just filled to the brim with other commitments you know wow why are you saying they're going to break up wow no lah this is an exaggeration it's just a slow news day, and and and, and, and some even point out the fact that I've been unwell which is, uh, thank you for pointing that Damn out because sweets yeah these people the past yeah. six weeks of my life I cannot. In the past six weeks of my life, I've been sick more than I have in the past probably like <laughs> six years. <laughs> la. So, so it, and, and it coincides with my kid going to school. And I, I guess only only you know parents with young kids will understand that, that the, the, the pain of uh, you can't send your kid to school, but you are sick at the same time while trying to take care of your kid. La, yeah. You know? So yeah. so so yeah, there there there's that's a huge part of of, of what's going on also la. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but thank you all for for also coming forward and and offering your 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 explanations for why Yalabad has been going from thrice weekly to like sometimes even once a week only. Yeah, and I mean that was my one short comment, or at least the comment that I wanted to talk about uh as well, and to build on what you said, right? Like um. Yeah, when I read the post, I'm like, oh, it's sad but understandable that all good things have come to an end. Is that what people are thinking? Because I know this week, today, Wednesday, this will probably drop at night. Maybe the past few days, people were looking like, oh shit, no episodes. And when I see no new episodes from, from some of my favorite podcasts, I also feel, okay lah, fuck, they are, they are moving on, they are evolving. Um, and all I will say this is that categorically, right, there is mm. no way we're going to fucking stop the podcast anytime soon. Yeah, in fact, you uh, we we might be creating even more than less, lah, Right, going more forward. like more podcasts or more shows or yeah, more content and everything. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, yeah, hell fucking no. Um, Terence and I are so bullish about the audio space, and this podcast 
literally has changed uh like like my perception on a lot of things because we did studies in covid covid was not the easiest time for for us as it was for many people and it's it's renewed my faith in content creation in the power of community in the love from fans and no way in fucking hell will we stop this anytime soon guaranteed yeah. if if you ask us is is ministry of funny's youtube channel in decline Mm. If that, if that was the question, answer. <laughs> then, what, then I have a very different answer for that. Lah. I would say, yeah, we'll come back to it. You know, it's just on the side, you know, it's a, like back burner kind of, right but we're still very interested. You know, I'll give you that kind of answer. Yeah. But, but yeah, when you talk about podcasts, I, I, it's, it's literally, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things have been happening in the last month that have yeah. made it hard. And, and I will vouch for that. La. Like I've seen Terrence like almost day in, day out since what, 2014. And the past six weeks, he has been the sickest I've ever seen him to the point. I think I messaged you one time. I'm like, dude, are you breaking? Are you yeah. breaking, breaking? <laughs> like you need yeah. to take a break or something. So yeah. so yeah. So I mean and I, did, I even got I even squeezed in the staycation within these six weeks, but I <laughs> fell sick right after the staycation. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. And like yeah, it's literally we were joking about it yesterday also. Right? Like every Monday, my my thought of Terrence again. Whoa, what is what has he got over the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> what yes. sickness did he pick up? Over yeah, the but oh, but yeah, I mean like whether we will continuously do three times a week. I mean sometimes it's hard to say because uh, I appreciate people also pointing out that thankfully we've been busy with other stuff. Um, mm. That's why we are we are calling we are we are talking to some interns already to potentially come and help us. But yeah, don't worry. This Yalaba thing is almost like becoming the, the core content and distribution channel for anything we do. So, yeah. Haunting Yogurt 4013, don't worry. Alright? Yeah. Some of my friends who listen to us also have been messaging me like, yo, where is your fucking episode? Um, yeah. I just got COVID. I'm stuck in my room. I need some podcast. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, coming soon. Coming soon, coming soon. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. And, and some more interesting guests coming up. I think, I think, uh, when we started having guests and all that, you know, we we were we weren't really fully committed to the idea of having guests, lah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but I think now, now we 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 starting to get a lot more uh, inbound, more inbound requests. For, hey, you know, would it be good to be on the podcast and all that? Yeah, and yeah. It allows us to a bit be a bit more, yeah, we we a bit more careful, lah, on yeah. to choose on what we put on the podcast as well, lah, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, shout out to everyone else who kind of said, oh, you know, they kind of uh, don't worry, uh, they know us well. Uh, yeah. And yeah, haunting yogurt. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. You're yeah. not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. But I appreciate the the concern. Just don't be sad. Don't be sad. I appreciate. Okay. I appreciate. Yeah. I uh, appreciate yeah. it. It keeps more, the fire more, on more. our ass. Also, to like, yeah. okay, we need to keep putting stuff out, lah. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think uh, the largest scale of things. I just hope everyone also is is because uh, Singapore's reopening. Yeah. Uh, yesterday there was a, another huge uh, MRT Crawl, breakdown right? that yeah. caused like big crowds and all that. And COVID numbers apparently had doubled or something uh, mm. in recent times. So I, there's still a pandemic going on. La. So everyone yeah. stay safe. Don't keep falling sick like me. Mm. And, and, and yeah, if not, people will be asking you, are you in decline ever since Singapore <laughs> opened up again? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's why I should ask you every Monday, Terrence. Terrence, are, are you, you in decline? decline? Are, you, yeah. are you in decline this week? <laughs> yeah. That's the new... That's the new Even now you your lunch? nose is blocked, is it? It's still, I mean, I'm still, <laughs> there's six weeks, it's carrying on to seven. La, that's what I'm saying. La, yeah. Well, uh, one hot streaks, yeah. Yeah, it's a streak. But uh, yeah, cool, I mean, so man. that was our combined, let, let yeah. that be our combined uh, one shot comment. La. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. But yeah. what is more importantly, what is your one shot thing that put a smile on your face? Um, I saw the news that 
season three of one of my all-time favorite Netflix shows called Love, Death and Robots is coming out on May 20th. And mm. I can't remember the last time I was this excited for a show coming out. Like, because normally when I see the release it, I'm like, yeah, but this one, I marked it in my calendar. Because for those of you who haven't watched, it's um, it's two seasons in and it's a anthology animated series. Like. So season mm. one had 18 episodes, season two had eight episodes. Each episode is maybe like 10 to 15 minutes long and it's animated beautifully. Normally like in every season, season every episode is animated in a different style but they all concern more dystopian themes around love death and robots not not always all three but it's often futuristic dystopian got aliens got sex got like yeah. it's fucking great i love the shit i've watched a few episodes multiple times already and i'm so damn excited man uh i see i see so damn excited that's cool and it's cool. an easy watch you know sometimes you want to sit down and you're like one hour show or like, like if you haven't watched uh, Love Death Robots, if you have Netflix, I would highly recommend just just checking any episode out. La. So it's an animation, la, right? Yeah, it's animation. Okay, I think I've watched one episode, but couldn't really get into it. But oh, I love okay, it! Cool. I love it! Yeah. I'll give it a try. Yeah. What about you? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The um, as everyone knows, uh, Top Gun Maverick, the sequel mm. to the original Top Gun, is uh coming out soon. I think by the end of by the end of this month, like, it means in a couple of weeks, it's going to be out. And it's as usual, it's a Tom Cruise uh, vehicle. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think they had the premiere just like about a week ago, or less than a week ago, uh, on board a on board a Navy, docked the Navy ship like, in San Diego. And Tom Cruise, uh, he arrived in the uh, this premiere in the most Tom Cruise-y way possible. Mm. He arrived on a, in a helicopter. You know, in his suit, in a helicopter on the red carpet. Um, but what made it even more, even more epic was that he was the one piloting the fucking helicopter. <laughs> so he drove to his own premiere in a suit in a fucking helicopter. Whoa. So I mean, I just want to laugh because it's it's just Tom Cruise almost is like he knows that like, he's like he's a walking meme already, like you know, like anything you do that is that epic is like that is amazing. You, you can literally say Tom Cruisey and. And you literally pilot your own helicopter to to your red carpet on on a on a navy ship, uh, Just crazy, uh. What the fuck? Yeah, so it just put a smile <laughs> to my face because it's like, oh god, this guy is, he's really like. I mean, you know the the days of like stars and, and you know elusive stars. You don't know about their personal lives and everything. He's still he's still what from that era, la, Right? You yeah. know, it's not like he's not known for like oh social media drops or anything like that. But he's known for like always making a splash whenever he makes an appearance anywhere, la. And he and he hasn't slapped anyone on stage yet. So yeah, he's got yeah, the longevity, yeah. like he's got the longevity. Yeah. His last gaffe was the jumping on the couch talking about oh, his bro. prior marriage and all that, like, right? Oh fuck. Because yeah, now the video it shows yeah, helicopter, he's arriving, he's arriving, and he walks up while yeah, like, in the yeah, pilot seat. Yeah. That is insane. But, yeah, that put a smile to my face. Oh fuck, that's baller, man. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah, we are we are back on the upcline. Wait, what what's the opposite <laughs> of decline? Uh, uh yeah, that's a good one. Upward trajectory. I don't know. Upward upward trajectory is so boring. Okay, yeah, but we are on the opposite of decline. The upside. So, the yeah. <coughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. All right. Uh yeah. Thanks so much for listening everybody, and we will talk to y'all soon.